name is Cotton McKnight, and with me, as always, is my partner in crime, Pepper Brooks. Pepper. Yeah, Cotton. Hey, everybody, 32 teams in play. That means four wins is going to get you in the final match, with that fifth win getting you the 50K that everyone's chasing. Cotton. Welcome into episode 56 of the Just Chirpin' Podcast. What's up, boys? What's up? That was a short intro. Yeah, I should have wrote something down. No. What did you do on the plane ride home? You had like uh, three, four hours there. I had plenty of plenty of time. Plenty of time to come up with something, but that was uh, that was all I could get. Yeah, man. Vegas. 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 You know, there's been a lot of Vegas going on. I went to Vegas. You went to Vegas for your wedding we talked about on the show. Then I went to Vegas for the All-Star Games, which we talked about on the show. And now you just got back from Vegas for a second time, yep. which we're about to talk about on the show. I'm going to take up residency in Vegas with how often I've gone this calendar Gosh, year. Gosh, you probably could have bought a house and what, saved once? money on lodging. <laughs> I said that. Well, I guess calendar year. in a calendar year, right? Within 12 months, that's a calendar year. Okay, it depends on how you want to split it. You, you're the one over here splitting hairs. You could have just rolled with it, but now you're questioning me. Well, if you're going to establish residency there, there are certain qualifications yes, but, for it. But to yeah. Jay's point, um, yes, I probably could have bought a house. Yeah, because staying isn't the super cheapest thing. It was Our stay was really, really cheap. Um, we had... Uh, uh, very very reasonably priced rooms you know two beds two guys per room and what it cost you about 200 a night personally no it cost 170 for three week uh three nights oh so you got a really good deal yeah yeah it was yeah. only like it was only 400 a night in a two-man room at the mgm when we went so it really only cost us about 200 a night and that was a really nice hotel yeah yep and so we stayed at mirage which is oh, yeah. another nice, nice hotel nice hotel yeah. um but stumpy you know, he's such a, a frequent traveler for work and stuff. I think he had... Oh, he got know, the big boy suite. He had some miles and points and things like that that he helped us out with. He got the room that uh, that has a stripper pole in it. I wish. No, no that didn't happen. <laughs> no villa. Although he did talk about getting a villa sometime when we're down there. So Yeah, I heard those things um, are like ten grand a night. Well, you know, you got to have deep pockets, and, yeah. and those I do big, not. Big aspirations. Got big aspirations. Big <laughs> dreams. Big dreamer. Yeah, so we went down there for a little little boys weekend. Um, most most everybody I was with is is approaching that fifty um, fifty mark. So I think it was a little impromptu celebration for Stumpy turning fifty at the end of the month. Yeah, no, that's super cool. Or or just an excuse to get away from wives and girlfriends. And <laughs> well, he hasn't been in a while, and Stumpy used to go for his birthday every year, right? Uh, he they would frequent. I don't think they'd go every year, but there frequently? was there was a a, a trip that the boys would go on they do a, a boys trip for you know two three nights stay and i know that they've gone to vegas a time or two oh, okay. po possibly more but we moved into doing that um that uh, that staycation um in the fall during uh uh college football and nfl and all that um at stump's house where everybody can yeah. kind of stay there. He has buddies that fly in, and we and we've had uh you know we, we were calling it like uh, bringing Vegas to Stumpy's house. Yeah, so we play pale pudgy, pale pudgy. Yep. So we play cards, and this year we uh, it was a Vegas trip. Yeah. So we had uh, had a blast. Um, lost a lot of money. 
<laughs> yeah, dude, that's Vegas. That sucks. <laughs> I lost. Gosh, I'd be throw what four hundred in like seventeen minutes. I was like, okay, yeah, it goes quick. No more gambling for me. Yeah, it goes quick. And your earbuds too. Right? Oh yeah, I lost my earbuds. I actually asked Stephanie if I found them. I was trying to trick him into telling me he did, so I knew exactly where he went. Because <laughs> that's right where I lost him. We didn't go into any questionable places, um, unless you, you know, think uh, the casino is questionable. It's borderline. The, the odds are. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we had a time. Nothing too crazy happened, um, and I don't know that. I don't know that anybody won big, uh, but they had a good night Saturday night um, at the sports book. So I didn't hear the numbers or whatnot. It seemed like everybody uh, was doing really well until Doug and I arrived, and we were the, the last two to come in. We had the latest flight in. Oh, okay. Yeah. I say if I ever go back to Vegas or any place where I can gamble, I am done with cards, and I'm going to do that little quarter pushing machine. Ah, yes. Have Did you, you seen see those? one of those? Dude, I, I didn't see one in No, Vegas. I didn't see one when I was there, but recently uh, I like to call them bathroom endeavors where I'm sitting on the toilet and I just scroll the freaking depths of the internet on <laughs> my feed. And I came across this guy who records himself doing these videos for like big money slots. So like they're $5,000, $10,000, $100,000 buy-ins. And then you get X amount of quarters to start with. And whatever you end up with you is yours. You cash it out. And, dude, it's the coolest thing. Now, these guys obviously, like, do this, and so they're very, like, Precise really, on where they line ready. it up. Or the ones that they pick, they're like, yeah, the yeah. guy who ever built this one fucked up. Like, look at this. And so, like, I've been <laughs> studying. I'm like, bro, <laughs> next time I go to Vegas, I'm going to get me a – because these guys always end up walking out with, like, 10000 I watched a guy put in 500000 Now, again, this is what he said he put in. And walk out with – 1.2 million now whether or not but you see those chips and they're all saying like five hundred dollars and there's like fucking stacked to the ceiling with them and like four of those you're okay you've got you're pushing a lot of money there mm-hmm. um you know plus the gold and there's like silver and all kinds of shit yeah so but again the buy-ins are like x amount for x, like so a thousand for 50 quarters or whatever like that's how it works and mm-hmm. so i i think huh. i would have way more fun doing that than waiting for my card uh on the second pass and hoping that the card under what i can't see on blackjack is not a fucking 10 yeah yeah <laughs> you always assume it is right well it, it was fun i never have sat down I, well when chris was with us in november when we renewed our 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 vows um we i played two hands of blackjack and didn't know what i was doing oh yeah that's and, a fun game because you don't know you don't have to know what you're you doing no the, the they the just dealer, take your money it's great well the dealer the will tell help. you and the people at the table will tell you what yeah to do. yeah unfortunately that one i was sitting by myself um and the dealer that time um didn't speak English very well. So, and at that point in time, I did not know this. I, I know the hit and the stay, right. but I didn't realize when she would do this, that she was cueing me to follow her yeah. lead. Um, so I learned that, which was nice with this group of guys and most, the majority of everybody was playing blackjack uh, for the most part. Um, would They were, they were all very helpful and what to do and, yeah. you know, their recommendations, but um, I followed a few times on splits, and at one point in time, I had uh, three aces, and I tripled my my bet and lost it all. 
Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> I could not get one jack to land on any three of those aces. That's what happened It was to a, a remarkable hand um, <laughs> until that second card was not beating her. I was, the last time I was playing blackjack, I was up, I don't know, 400, I think. And this guy comes and sits down and starts playing crazy, and I start dwindling away. And so I, I like to play by the double method. So, like, if I put a bet of 50 in, the next bet's 100, the next bet's 200. You know what I mean? Until you if win. you're winning. Well, if you're losing, because yeah, eventually when you bet. when you finally win, which statistics say you will, you'll get all that money back. Yeah. Problem is, is it could be seven hands, right. right? And so I took a gamble and I split them, and then I well, and I had at this point I had already put in. I think my initial bet just to play that was like 120, and so then I went down to 240, and I was already like down money, so. I'm like, whatever, we're going to split. I'll win one of these and get back my money from the other side of it. I lost it all. Ah. So I went from being up 400 to being back to like even. I was so mad. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. So mad. Walk, but, want to walk away. But you start to learn about like the, yeah, you do. Like and if you play long enough, which is kind of hard sometimes at the casino because our your bets were probably 20 mins. Um, the minimum uh, was 15, 15. Still, for the majority lot. of what we were doing. But we did go to that's Fremont so Street for an afternoon. And they had some that were five dollar minimum, yeah. but they had these quirky ones where it was actually seven dollars minimum because you had to put two dollars on this spot, and it was, it was stupid. We did it for a little bit, and then the lady pulled out a jar full of dice based on whatever. It, it was like parlor tricks. Just what the hell? Yeah. So we got up from that table and we walked away. And then I played some um, ten dollar minimum roulette, and and then we went back to some higher stakes, the fifteen. But we found. This um, this uh, carnival um area by the by the link that had outdoor um, uh, blackjack tables and really really cool dealers that were fun to hang out with and we were it seemed like we were doing fairly well uh, while we were there collectively so we we did we went there two nights in a row were did you play any of the side bets when you were playing any of those so like you know you have like the blackjack side bet or the yeah, face you, card or the ace or they this doubles i mean they didn't have what they had two one spot was the uh the buster insurance yep and stumpy was playing that quite a bit i never did and i probably should have because you because you would have so that would have been yeah. better and he was doing really great with that for a while well, the payouts um, are really high in them, and so you can play yeah. it like seven it, times. It's two to one, so if you get that, you get you basically broke even. Yeah. If you lost your card, but they, you know, busted or like you busted and they busted, then and you could do that with the dollar chip. Um, it had to be, um, minimum of five for that. Oh, really? So it would increase your total to yeah. twenty. But I, like you said, I did hear that when you are, when you win one, bet extra the next one and then you got to be aggressive on the betting yeah when um, the table's hot you yeah. got to bet you got to you got to bet right. the, you got the big money you might lose a big hand but you're going to get when the yeah. cards are hot you get going right and that's all about that card yeah. counting right like we've all watched 21 where right. when the deck's hot right the hands behind the hands behind the back yeah behind the chair <laughs> man the sugar is sweet yeah man 16 you can't sweet say 16 you can't say that shit anymore right. and they're playing with three decks so yeah. they I do have like six. They do have one. It could be yeah, three. It's either three, five, or six. I can't remember what it was, but they do have one deck 
blackjack. I didn't see it anywhere. Yeah. So I think at that point with one deck, you could probably get an idea based on what you saw come out, the probabilities. Because there was one where all the twos came out. Right. So you, you well, you said you had three aces. <laughs> it, it, right. So, but that was big. If that were a smaller deck, and yeah. you can kind of see what's going around, I, it'd take a lot. At a point, if it happens in a row, you're going to know, okay, well, the jacks are, are covered or out or, you know, this is, it's unlikely I'm going to get one. Right. You know, but I learned a lot. Um, I appreciate the boys helping. It was, it was fun. Um, <laughs> it's fun. Shit. I had a good time with, with the wife when we went and, and friends, um, but also had fun on the, you know, the boys trip and the pool was awesome at Mirage. Uh, they're they're revamping that though. It's gonna turn. They're gonna turn that into a hard rock. I want to say the that's Mirage. still a thing. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna put a guitar out there. I think they might get rid of the volcano. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the Mirage is where I ended up. Uh, the one night I went exploring, um, by myself. Yeah. And uh, I ended up just going into the Mirage with the intention to gamble, but then I like just was like, "Ooh, there's a bar right there." Mm-hmm. So I sat down and started drinking for like. A couple hours, yeah, and then that's uh, when I had those older gals come over and start bending my ear and talk stuff. to you, and, yeah. And then we then we did some slots, but you're right. Uh, but other than that, um, the Mirage. I just point out that was yeah. that was a fun place for me in my memory of being there because I two nights I was you know kind of stumbling up and down the strip by myself, right. In and out of the, you know the Bellagio and uh, I think uh, what was the other one that's down there at the end. Um, by the Mirage, uh, Treasure Islands. Yep, a little bit beyond yep. Treasure um, Island. Yep, but really close. That was the farthest I walked because that was okay. I was in cowboy boots. So yeah, your pr- your feet. Pr- oh man, the it. brand new ones. Oh too. yeah, that'll oh, that'll man. give you work. Just a walking alone yeah. down there. I had shin splints pretty yeah. bad by the next uh, by the when we were getting ready to leave. But that that was a lot of fun walking around. We grab a couple of beers and we walked from the Mirage over to like the the MGM New York New York area that that side of of the southern southern part of the strip mm-hmm. so where the T-Mobile Arena is and we walked down there and then came back around and back up and hung out you know by the the link a little bit we had a pool day well like a few hours at the pool I got in a little late because I went shopping. Mm-hmm. I went to go get water. Yep, yep. <laughs> the thing that bothered me the most was that, um, so we stayed at Treasure Island. You remember that, Chris? Mm-hmm. Um, that you had a mini fridge in your room. So we would we went to like Walgreens and bought a 24 pack and had beer in our fridge. So we would just put it on ice in a backpack and have a walk around cooler for yeah. on the, on the street yeah. right That's the way to do it and you could go into a casino with what you have finish it and if you wanted to grab another one you could go to the bathroom crack a new beer and, and who's the wiser and nobody would be the wiser yeah. unless they're watching you but we were walking in and out so the refrigerators at mirage were completely stocked with beer and liquor and not a, a single space in there for me to put a six pack of water or a couple of extra cold ones. Why don't right. you just take the stuff out? Because and put once it back you in there. move it, it charges your room. It's all censored. Oh yeah. Well yeah. that's if crap. You even that was open, the only bummer. If you even opened the fridge at the one we were at, it was an immediate fifty dollars, whether you took something or you didn't. Oh really? Yeah. It, oh, had, a, it had a key code on it. Like, oh know, it had a code. Oh good. Oh. Well there was some there was some numbers like buttons on the top. And I had opened the fridge and then I told Doug about it and then he opened it. 
But we, we checked out there. I don't believe that there was any extra charges put on it. Yeah, ours so. was locked. Like you couldn't open you, it. You had to, you had to get a code. And get the code. Yeah. Okay, good. So we must have been able to open it. But <laughs> I didn't touch anything because I I knew yeah. they had the snacks up on the on the on the um the armoire or whatever that you thirty dollars yeah. M and M's. If you want these, just simply remove them and you'll be charged for it. Yeah. We played a little game of what? Well, how much do you think this costs? Right. So that was like one little thing that was like, oh darn it. So. It, and if I wanted cold water, I'd have to go, you know, buy it at Walgreens or CVS or something like that. You didn't get like a styrofoam cooler for the room? No, I, I you know, I should have, should have done hindsight, that. Yeah. yeah, in hindsight, but I really didn't have much time. I was wasting my pool day away. Right. Yeah, I wanted to get that fifty-six dollar bucket of beer. I'm like, ah, fuck it. I just gotta drink it faster <laughs> yeah. now before it gets warm. Yeah, yeah. I just and, and those, we had so many freaking drink tickets from the the um, sports bet or sports book oh, bets yeah, yeah, yeah. that you know they'd go in and tip a few bucks or whatever and just get a stack of them they were really really kind to us so i really didn't have to buy much to drink yeah that's nice yeah, yeah. i mean i bought it yeah it, but they were dollar beers <laughs> with the tip you know right right right. well yeah, Vegas. Or, Vegas or i guess if you want to look at it this way they were like a um, 104 dollar beers right <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, you can always win big when you go to Piranis Hockey World, the play store for the hockey player, or check out Heiser's, the play store for the disc golfer and all your glass glass ornamentation needs. And the play store for the pothead. You can say it. Okay. Oh, we can say that now? <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> I don't care. It's loosey-goosey. They don't sell weed there, but you can get your glass accessories. Get glass your, accessories. That's what I was going Get there your you apparatus. Go. It's your way. Yeah, get your breathing apparatus <laughs> made of glass and stuff <laughs> um we still got to get him on the air um nick hi uh from heisers yeah um, yeah cool was... guy you know i tell you guys that he uh, had played college football no i didn't know that i thought you were gonna say disc golf no so you would have thunk right <laughs> he's on the disc golf team at ferris he actually played linebacker for bowen green really and then and for where bowling, bowling green bowling, bowling green, green. you, you, you said it a little funny at yeah. first bowen Bowling. 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 Is it like, like straight like bowling. bowling or more of like a bowl, like a bow? Or no. bowl, like bowl, like a like a like bowling. Well, it like bowling, like okay. bowling. So it is or like, like a bowling. like a bowl like that you eat bowling. out of. No. Okay. Bowling. Cool. Well, fuck me. Now you know. Um, now you know. He played for bowling green and then uh he ended his career at uh Grand Valley. Um which is to play for Grand Valley football is yeah. pretty, you know, that's not a little feat. They're a good team. Yeah, they are. So how how old would you say he is? He's just a couple years younger than me, I think. Okay. I think, um, yeah, because I'm 30. I think he's 33. 33? Nick, yeah. I was trying to do a, a little math, and I could be way off. He, he may have played when uh, Brian Kelly was the head coach. You should ask him when you yeah, see him. I, or I, well, better yet, yeah, I'll ask him friendly. when we meet him. We're Yeah, we're and we're a friendly guy. Uh, or friendly with each other. He's a super nice dude. Um, yeah, he. Uh, it, but if you look at him now, like obviously he's lost, you know, all of his. You know, he doesn't play anymore. So he said he played he, linebacker. Yeah, he's linebacker. So he showed me so some he, pictures, man. He, dude, he tree, tree trunks for Good legs. Uh, yeah, huge arms. Like probably got a good size rope on him too, huh? Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, I didn't get to have any showers with him, so I couldn't tell you. If he was in the locker room with us, you know, we, right, we, exactly. we know. Exactly. Nice enough guy, though. But um, That's awesome. But, yeah, he's uh, we'll get him in on here, um, let him do a little plug yeah, for himself sweet. here soon enough. So. Awesome. See how that runs. Uh, 
You know, something came up the other day, <clears throat> Steph, and I want to ask no, you, you. Oh, what you think about this because I won't lie. In in the midst of my first few years of uh, youth hockey with Justin, I had no idea what the hell anybody was talking about. But do you know the correct like? I should say order or orientation for the different levels in leagues for youth hockey. Not, not, um, not as well as you probably would because you've had a f- couple of years of it. Yes. But I've kind of got, cause you're still kind of in the first couple of years. Yeah. I, was, I got some of the age groups down, but what gets me is, well, the reason I'm not great at blackjack also is, um, counting when they start using, um, I have a 15. Yep. Uh, so then I got to figure out, okay, well, you didn't tell me how old your child is, so I couldn't. Right, right. You know, like, it's not 15 you. I, like, they were born in 2015. Yep, I have so an 09. I have a 10. You're, I have a 15. Yeah, you're you're talking, you know, a six, yep. six-year-old, and I only know, or going on seven for, for case. Yes. So I get a little confused by that, but I can put it together. Nine U, um, you know, you're talking squirts. Twelve uh, U Pee Wee, yep, that kind of thing. Yeah, I think they're starting to phase away from might squirts Pee Wee. Yeah, Bantam. so I mean, they still use that for the level, but yeah. it's always you, the year. So the year's been really. I mean, ever since I was in high school, like someone would always be like, "I'm an 88, I'm an 86, I'm this, I'm that," and that's how you ju- how you knew. Mm-hmm. But so for like, but it was easier when you were closer in that age. Like, yeah. if us being 86 is somebody's like, "I'm an 88," okay, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> the math is faster. <laughs> yep. And so it's funny because I see, I hear all the time, and I see these people, and they're like, "So you got tier one and tier two now." Now again, I'm not a master of this, so I might even miss a couple. But like from from my collection, as far as I've been playing hockey. You have like tier one and tier two. So your tier two would be like your every other, you know, in tier three, which obviously is the lowest. And then tier one is your highest. So triple A hockey tier two would be pretty much everything else for the most part. I don't even, I haven't even heard of a tier three uh, in all honesty, but I think they have that. I'm not sure. Then it jumps into uh, your how one and how two and how three. And that's based on the level of your skill. So like, say you have a pan, a Bantam, this is do peewee you have a peewee team that's like the best of the best right um there's how one and then if you have something higher than that you would go to iserman and then reversing back your how two and how three being three being the lowest right mm-hmm. and so that mean like and that's actually most of the time uh decided by like um I don't know, maybe Michigan Maha or LCHA or whatever. Whoever's right. saying, hey, this is your record. These are the teams you played. You guys lost all of your games. You're not moving up to the next mm. level, right? And yeah. so it's so funny because I came into this like, how one, how right. two, tier one, Iserman. Why don't we just have triple A, double A, triple A, right? And so I, I, that's the same thing, well, but now we're putting names no, to it. Or? So you can have A. And double A. Okay. So that's where it jumps in again. So here's the, you can have. So we still have A, double A, triple A, but now then there's also these other now, yes. divisions. So let's start. How Iserman. So are you tier one? Let's go in order of what of my recollection. You're tier one or you're tier two. Tier one's triple A pretty much. So if you're not tier one, and this is in Michigan, this might not be everywhere, but if you're not tier one, if it, you, you would be tier two and tier one is only triple A. So tier one and triple A ride together. Other than that, you go down to tier two. Which then you have, let's stick with Pee Wees. So if you were a peer, a tier two 
Peewee A team. In that, you could be How 1, How 2, or How 3, or Iserman. Okay. Now, if you jump to Peewee Devil A, which is the next birth year. So Peewee A would be like 11 you, <laughs> 11 and under. And then Peewee Devil A is your 12 and under. So that's where you hear people say 12U or 11U or 10U. That is the age and under. So you mm-hmm. can only be 10. Now, since they moved the birth date for hockey to be the, the new year, so like July 1, if you're born in July 1, you can be a 10U. But through the season, you could be born in 09, right? And at that point, you would be an 11U jumping into the new year. Mm-hmm. So a kid that's in the same grade, like my two boys, I have a, I have Justin who's born in November, Dalen who's born in January. Dalen is a ten, Justin is a nine, same grade, and in some certain, in some cases can play together, but in some can't. So Justin can never go down to the lowest level that right. Dalen's at, his highest level, but Dalen could always play up, right? Because right. it would be ten and under. So a nine year old and an eight year old could play if they wanted to play up in their age. So again, getting back to Pee Wee A, you have how Heiserman being the best. How one being the second, how two, third, how three, fourth. Then you go to the next year, which would be PB double A. And you could move up and skip right over A, you know, if you're that good. And some people have been known to do this. But then again, now it goes from 10U at P- or 11U at PWA to 12U at PB double A. And then you can be the same thing Iserman, how one, how two, how three. Then you go. From there, it's the same birth year at AA and AAA are the same birth year. You can just, it's whether or not you're good enough to play AAA and AA. So it's the old A and AA, but it's, they've shifted it to AA and AAA and given A to all those parents who were pissed that their kids didn't make the travel team, even mm-hmm. though they shouldn't have, right? Because house and it wasn't enough. So they had to put a filler. So they shifted it all kind of back. My eyes are so glazed over. Did that all make sense to you? So it looks like I was at Heisman's right. earlier. That's what, that's what I that's and that's what I'm getting at. Parents that didn't grow up in it, or even parents who played hockey, but that's not how it was ran, or you didn't play high level hockey, or you just didn't know. Isn't it freaking confusing? And so it's funny when I people are talking about this, but I'm like, I get it. I it, t- it took me a couple years, and I'm you know of this youth coaching and youth playing, and I still probably have, am a little wrong on. Something. Is there really that many kids playing and that big of skills gaps to have four different? brackets if you will within the age group yeah so the sport is growing pretty heavily and you don't want to put 30 kids on one team and so then you split teams and programs right and of those 30 kids 15 of the best ones should probably play together and create an a team where the 15 of the worst ones because again for birth year for say a 10 u which would be for okay for let's just use my kids because it makes way easier sense for me my yep. kid is a 13 u this year so he's turning 13 this year, and and so then his season coming up for 2023. He'll s- still be he'll considered be, 13 he'll be a 13 year. 13U, where last year, this past season, he was a 12U. And he's still 12 at the moment, right? but he's 12 and under. So he's an 09, okay? 12U right now is an 09 yep. uh, at this exact moment. Going into 13U is 09, right? So 13U, uh, 09, you have these kids. Justin could play. Now he has to play double A. Right or triple A, he cannot. Or sorry, he's bantam. He's moving into bantam, so he can play double A, A or triple A. Now they have triple A minor and major. Triple <laughs> A minor is for the the very first kid, the very new kid to bantam, who's too good for A, too good for double A. He plays triple A, but you don't want a first year bantam playing with second year bantams 
kids are going to, you know, these kids are moving fast and it's, so they may have a minor and a major. The major would be the second year Bantam who's playing double A. So again, you can only play minor if it's your first year. You can't play minor if it's your second year Bantam, right? So then mm-hmm. that'd be the 14 U. That's why minor is only 13 U for 09s wow. at this point for us. So, right, there's this literally, yeah. so yes, there is a lot of talent and that's how they'll break the teams up because the only way in, in any real sport you get people to come to your, why would you go to this rink versus that rink versus that rink when you got four of them around you? Well, what kind of talented teams are they pumping out so like for instance one of the rinks for this age group is the only rink in the area to have an Iserman team which is decided by the state based on their record and how well they did so then you would want to go try out for them and play with them if you wanted to play with the best kids now that doesn't mean that all the best kids in the entire area play there some parents are like I live one like me I live a mile away from my rink I'm not going anywhere else like, yeah it's dumb you're going to that rink because it's convenient it's close and to they home, got good teams or you and the like, hockey's good and you like yeah. the parents that yes. you're with because typically you're with the same families mm-hmm. all through and if you're not on the same team then you still know each other and you're playing against each other when you're doing house <laughs> games exactly especially yep. in the beginning and, of the year and like so for instance our program for uh, uh grand valley doesn't have travel squirt hockey and your program does right you yeah. know and so just somebody might come our, over to walker because, yeah, because they of that. want that and, yeah. and and same thing we they uh you know one one rink has an eiserman team ours doesn't so kids might leave to go to, to try go out for the eiserman teams yeah you know it's just how it works it's it's part of how it goes but it is i just thought it was it's crazy isn't yeah, it's, it like it's awfully confusing <laughs> and I'm, I'm not to that point yet where, where you have to know I'll, i have to know that yeah i'm dealing with you uh first and second year mites, mites. next yep. season and well, we're going from cross ice to might. So yeah. next season, but you'll still be, you'll still play in the cross ice fashion. Yes, that's right. Yep, it will still be cross how, ice. That's how um, we we do when it you guys in this area. Got like started down in Detroit and stuff. They're still playing full ice, which they have a name for that as well. So it's mites something, which is full ice for mites. Um, but over here, yeah. nobody does that. Huh. We all do cross. Towards ice. the end of the season, we we expand it for the kids because yeah, so most of them are moving for our might twos yeah. our, our second year mites they'll be moving to squirts and squirts is full oh. ice across the so board you guys will do um instead of doing three games uh going on at once at the jamborees you'll have two games at yeah once they'll at start the spreading out a little bit out. yep yep for that at least that's like, my they put up like my, boards and and netting in between so yeah some places right some way. places do yeah. I, I i'm pretty sure that patterson has that um grand valley uh georgetown has it I'm, i would imagine Southside has that i don't think we have them at walker but they might be hidden somewhere where yeah. i haven't seen them out right uh we have our barriers that are right outside the rink because we're always dragging those on yeah. yep and i don't know if they've i mean i've set up a split for three so they must have more barriers in a closet somewhere oh yeah for when we're not practice you know when we're not using them for practice but i'll i'll figure out more real soon i i um oh yeah you're, you're i'm getting you're into gonna it, start so. getting the I questions gotta do, i gotta do the, the coaches clinic this this summer and um and then uh sit down and talk with our director and go from there fun stuff yeah yeah do you, crazy, isn't it? so you, you got all that right you Nope. Explain it a little I better. I pulled later. a J here. Yeah, I quiz did you not after. have a uh, Rubik's cube. You, you went and got your, you went and got your Rubik's cube out. Yeah. The only listeners that have seen our video presentations of the show will get that. Um, which I, I I hope 
I hope to have those back soon when when Brent is back around. We gave um we didn't mention it earlier, but we gave Brent a uh, one week sussy. Yep. <laughs> Suspended. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> he, he if you follow Brent on Facebook, you can see that um his current situation with the the new puppy is uh taxing and trying. So he's uh taking some time away this week to um continue on with the dog. Did he say that you wanted us to give him a call today or anything like that when you no, talked to him? No, okay. uh, I talked to him earlier and uh, just kind of, you know, had some other stuff on his mind and needed to be present in the home today. Yeah. So I said, dude, I said, dude, we won't I bug you this bug week. You. Yeah, <laughs> I said, we'll just call you after the weekend. There you go. That sounds good. Yeah. We'll let it die down a little bit. Those dogs, are like that type of breed or the service dogs and stuff, are you screwed if you don't break it as a puppy? So I call them high-powered dogs. Um, yeah. So it's like uh, it's hard to explain. Like imagine having um, a super like uncontrollable ADH child where like you're pulling your hair out trying to figure out how to like. Got one. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, you know what I mean? So like. Imagine that, and like the best way to to attack that type of situation is to have like a regimen, like a laid out. This is how things go. This is how they are. Right? It, it gives them knowing what's coming next, uh, and fo- gives their brain the ability to focus on day to day tasks mm-hmm. rather than just being loosey goosey about everything. So dogs like that, I mean, you got to be like, you you can't one day make him sit down before he can eat his food. Like Brent made that comment, like he sits before his food. He doesn't eat until I tell him he sits at the door. He won't go through the door unless I tell him he can. It is a lifestyle. There is no training and then missing a day. And if your kid misses a day mm-hmm. or if your wife misses a day, it has to be done consistently with everyone. Like I just had this talk with everybody in my house three days ago. The dog is not allowed to go in or out the door without your fucking say so. Like yeah. it's not allowed to. It comes in, it's muddy, it comes barreling through the house as soon as I open the door. Well, why? Because the kids and the wife are just like, yeah, yeah get go. in here, right? <laughs> right. And so I got nice freaking slacks on and the retard comes barreling in and <laughs> runs me over. Now I gotta change my slacks. My hand hurts because I beat the shit out of it. And uh it's well, stupid. Like, we, right? We're, we're hitting on all cylinders here. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it's very, very, very important that the training goes through the family and uh, that is consistent enough to where it is no more question, right? So, like, my dog, like, when I'm getting out the food and putting it in there, I don't need you at my feet knocking me over, knocking the spoon out of my – the cup thing out of my hands, which happens if you Mm -hmm. don't remedy. If you don't train appropriately. And and then dogs like that, they need that, right? They're like – hello, you're not telling me what to do. And so they become neurotic and they'll lash out, they'll chew, they'll whatever mm. because they're not being told what to do. So they Makes need sense. that. And then they yeah. you know, they need their space, they need a kennel, they need a place where they can go that's theirs. They're just high-powered animals, man. They're they're needy. Super, super That sounds needy. awful. Yeah. <laughs> it is awful. I have one and I'll – I don't want to say never. But like, <laughs> you're not looking forward well, to I'm having to do it again. again. Strongly thinking that – that it will never happen again. I don't think we'll ever own yeah. another animal, period. My right? cat is super chill, but even he is now becoming needy in the house because he needs a voice because we have the baby and mm-hmm. we have the dogs, and he gets left to the wayside. And so now he's learning he has a voice, and he likes to use it 
of all hours of the night. Oh, yeah. And so now he's on timeout. I don't allow him in my room, which has caused a stint between me and him because he smacked me in the face the other day when I was walking by his little cat tower. Oh, boy. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. He's going to whack me like It's that. on now. All right. I see how it is. I didn't let you in the bedroom a couple nights to cuddle. Fuck you. That's fine. Now you're not. Now I'm cutting your bowl, your little scoops in half, bitch. I'll starve it out of you. You know, I had a buddy once who goes, I go, hey, did you feed Slug today? And he said, his cat's name was Slug, and he goes, no. Sometimes I don't feed that cat for like three or four days just to let him know who the fuck his boss is. He's an asshole. And I'm like, good call. But, you know, hey, guess what, motherfucker? I feed you. Remember that the next time you shit on the floor. So, anyways, we can move on from that. I just thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. Where are you going, Chris? You going somewhere? I don't know where I was going to go. You meant? Um, I think well, I could probably go over to True Edge Skate Sharpening and Detailing. <laughs> and you wouldn't deal with cat shit on the floor, but you might deal with dog shit on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> I may have seen that once yeah. or twice. Sorry, Rich. Uh, <laughs> well, you want to get some good pet pet action over there. Go, oh, go see Rich I, and Blue. I have never seen shit on Rich's floor. However, he does have a dog that roams <laughs> around in there, and it's a good dog. Yeah. Um, but that's funny. That's, <laughs> we we that's we, we did write, you know, a little bit of, of show prep. Um, and Chris, you brought up the um that documentary, uh, Rig Twenty Twenty. Can you fill us in on what that's about? Yeah, a little bit more election stuff from Twenty Twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, this came from the group Citizens United, which is kind of ironic. Well, we fact checked because they. So the premise of the movie is they explored how the Zuckerbergs, um, Mark Zuckerberg and his wife, gave like $400 million to local um, election authorities uh, across the country to help facilitate uh, get out the vote type efforts or whatever. Get out the vote type efforts. And did that have anything to help or to do with helping like in a in a blanket with. The, the outcome mail-in. of the election. Well, yeah, I mean that might be later on, but the mail-in system because oh, mail-in. Sorry. we we had the mail-in so ballot. So that's a whole nother thing. Okay, I'm um, just I'm just asking for a clear, you know, like a question. You don't have to get into. So it, they, but I'm wondering if if that's the angle that we're when going they on. first started out or whatever and started giving out money. They gave like sixty million, I think, to some organization that was supposed to help with like safety and protocols and all that due to COVID and stuff. The balance of the money, about three hundred and forty million or so, went to get out the vote efforts and um, all that type of stuff. So what they did, and again, I mentioned that it was kind of ironic that Citizens United was upset because they won a Supreme Court case a few years ago, probably a decade ago, that said that like corporations are people and that they can donate um, unlimited amounts to like political action committees and to, stuff. So to a, a nonpartisan committee right or is this no it can be partisan it, can. it can't be to a candidate though it can be to not it can be to super PACs and that type of stuff so like I the republican right. party or the democrat party no, no like to a pack to like chris's patriot pack or something okay. and then you give me a hundred million dollars and then i like run attack ads against so and so or I whatever see. okay and i think with the pack stuff you can't be like for someone you can only be like against so yeah there's I've seen I some of those on ones that, that yes. definitely direct towards a specific candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, this candidate will shit in your Cheerios. Vote for yes. this guy. 
He'll feed you Cheerios. He'll buy them for you. Yeah. Without the, uh, <laughs> the shit. He'll buy them for you. With Mike, no sh- Mike Tyson. We got Mike Tyson. He's on board. He'll feed them to you. <laughs> Non-shit Cheerios. <laughs> so they had given this money and they claimed that it was nonpartisan and, you know, all across the country and that they gave to more Republican areas than they did Democrats. On a whole, from how it was spread out, that is true. But when you look at the actual dollar amounts, it was to very heavily Democratic-leaning areas and cities. So like in Michigan, money went to Lansing, um, Detroit, Saginaw, Muskegon, um, I think Bay City, and there might have been one other. There were like five or six counties or areas within uh, Michigan Mm -hmm. that received these monies. So then in turn, these local officials could go ahead and pay for like uh, voter registration, get out the votes, that type of thing, which generally is not something that they actively do. That's usually a party function where, you know, Democrats or Republicans will go out and on a party basis, go out and canvas and try to register people to vote and everything. So what ended up happening is in all these states and stuff, they ended up with, I think, like one and a half to two percent higher turnout than what they had previously had. So like in Detroit and stuff um, in Georgia, for example. So there's it's an interesting movie. It's about 40 minutes long, so it's not a huge time commitment, but it gets into one piece of what happened in 2020. Oh, interesting. And you had mentioned something about the mail-in votes. Um, That one's a little more interesting because there's supposed to be a movie coming out uh, called, I think, 2,000 Mules that looks at the ballot harvesting that went on in, like, Georgia and Wisconsin and, you know, I'm sure Michigan here. Yeah. Um, It leads you to start questioning a little bit more, like, okay, how did this work? with mail-in we've never done it before that i know of right and changing all the rules and all the rules got changed because of the pandemic and because you could always mail in right but it had to be like way before an absentee ballot if you were uh, not going to be in your your uh uh, designated area yeah your i want to say jurisdiction for some reason but that's not right your precinct precinct, that's the word i was looking for um so that's that's always been a, a, a way a means to do it but this year, it was encouraged. Don't go out and vote. Actually, get a mail-in ballot and send yeah. that your vote that way. And I have my opinion I on that. I don't think it's a pandemic or not. You know, we're wearing masks and still kind of going out in public, at least in Michigan, I mean, to an I extent. Go do. vote in, then. In the sense of pandemic, groups, mm-hmm. get it. However, I was just thinking in my head, how fucking convenient Right. It, I mean, we, well, we, especially we do, when they uh, we do conspiracies on this re- show. <laughs> lacks the uh, signature matches and all of that. So, like, they used to have, I can't remember which state it was, maybe Georgia or something. I'm going to mix this up. But they usually rejected, like, uh, one person or had a rejection rate of, like, 20% or something like that on a previous any given election. And it went down to, like, 1%. Just so if you had a ballot that was in there, you know, they didn't really verify who it came from and that, you know, it was that person's thing. Right. Because like, I know when we go to vote here in Grand Rapids, you have to sign your name on the little card and then they look at that and verify it against their file or their book and stuff to, and your driver's, and your driver's license. license to yeah. make sure it's you. But on the ballot drop boxes, so this 2000 mules um, in Michigan, for example, or Georgia, it's illegal for you to have more than like two 
ballots in your possession to drop off at ballot boxes. Like, I think you might be able to do your wife's, but you can't do it at the same time. So like you can take yours in, mm. drop it off and then like grab go, hers from the car and car then go back. And come back in. But that's about it. Like you can't have, you know, five, 10, 20, 30, 40 ballots that you're bringing. Really? Now in California, you can do that. And it's perfectly legal based in California. So if I wanted to, I could go around my neighborhood. If this was California, and collect knock everybody's on everybody's ballots. door and ask for their ballots and then go, you know, if I'm a good citizen, go drop them off and not get rid of the ones with the Trump sign or the Biden signs in the front yards. Um, wow. So you're not supposed to be able to do that. Like in Michigan and Georgia and stuff in Wisconsin, what they found in Wisconsin, they're estimating about 7% of all the absentee ballots around like 120,000 were trafficked. So there's this group that's going out there and they're buying cell phone data and they bought like 10 Metro bytes, billion bytes, or whatever, a shit ton of data. Yeah, a Ungodly that, a number of yes. a data. Kind of <laughs> so with the so what kind of I think got that ball rolling is with these ballot drop boxes, they're supposed to be video secured like twenty four seven, so that you could go back and look. And they were foiled this after the election, and we're noticing that people were like standing out in front, taking pictures of a stack of like ten or twenty ballots, and then dropping them in there. So that kind of got the ball rolling and they bought all this cell phone data and they went through and analyzed like 10 trillion things or whatever. And they found like, I think it was 120 people in Wisconsin that had visited based on cell phone data, um, more than like 10 ballot drop locations throughout the state. And then maybe it was 20. And then also went and visited like five or more NGOs, non-governmental organizations. So like uh, get out the vote. They're generally a partisan type thing. And what's so interesting on that is that not only the timestamp and stuff, but they can tell what floor you are on of a building. So they can like literally pinpoint you within 10 feet of what floor you're on in a building so that they know exactly what office or whose office that is and stuff. Mm. So, so here, just hearing about this, obviously. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. How do you know, and how will they ever know? And this is a question that I have no idea. So hopefully you do. Um, if the ballot was for one candidate or the other. Now, yes, we're we're agreeing right. that fraud, f- voter fraud, voting fraud, <laughs> voter <laughs> fraud is app, right. That's yes, it's very plausible at the very least to say that all's were all towards Trump or all right. towards Biden. How will that ever be proved? Could it ever be proved? Is that a question? Is right. that a because then if they're using fake names, clearly then I'm assuming the person who's doing it is yeah. not running around dropping in fit. So then you could say, hey, his data, he dropped off 15 ballots for that person. Right. They're obviously using alias names or names of other people or duplicates right. of people in the area. So that person, you know, that person's like, no, I went in, but they're like, well, yeah. you have a Malin one that said that. So you'd have to contact that specific person for right. every for single every devil ballot. Right. It'd have to be a devil ballot. Yeah. And then contact a person to find out which one they actually fucking did. Now, yeah. if it was a person who went in, you would be able to, you know, automatically. Yeah, what, you can get in there and look at it. But if it was a Malin, right. you would never right. fucking know. And you wouldn't and know. how could you prove? And there's not enough time in the day for a four-year election to even figure out all that anyway. Right. So it's like the right. master well, fucking well, plan. And that's kind of why all this is coming out two years yeah, later two years that the you, they're doing some the more research and digging and finding things. But once it's dropped off... What's stopping anybody from opening? Somebody's opening them to read them, yeah. right? 
So that's where it gets a, a little more conspiracy dri theory driven is, well, they, like you said, they could have just dumped off the ones that they didn't want to to make it well, <laughs> and shredded and them. And to get back to uh, the Zuckerberg money, so they uh, also, the counties or the election officials um, could use that money to hire election workers that were separate from like the like my mom volunteer not volunteers i guess she's hired by the count uh township or whatever but she's like a township employee she's not like an outside firm like um, right a staffing firm that you yeah, bring just, in that manages it and stuff like just, just about almost like a volunteer with a, a small stipend or something for you know <laughs> yeah, i think she the, gets like 100 or 200 bucks for the day all the coffee she can drink and, mm -hmm. and check ids and, and get people over to where all they that need fun to be. stuff yeah so they could use that money to um pay for hiring for or staffing firms and stuff to like come in and man the elections and man the counting at the ballot drop or the yeah. absentee counting locations and stuff. And there were also people that they brought in that kind of like headed it up and basically was like a counterpart to the elected representative that we had, like the county um, oh, wow. election supervisor and stuff yeah. that they brought in and they kind of managed it. And then from then, they would be brought in and then they'd bring in all their people down below. And yeah, it all there's this huge, it doesn't sound legit. And, and no. regardless of, of party affiliation, I'm, whatever the truth is, actually. I want to know the truth. I want it cut and dry. Well, this is what we want to know. Was there voter fraud? Cool. So can we never yes. fucking do that again? <laughs> yeah. But you I, have to have the evidence. And yeah. right now, nobody's walked up and said, bam, right. here's the evidence. Well, if you don't have an ID card, you they're, can't And that's vote. what they're trying to do. And yeah. that's what I like about this. It's not going to change the election. Trump's never going to come back and become yeah, president because my of hopes it. were dashed a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, but in general, what it will do is open an awareness to, hey, to the to the common people, I think us. that's the most important thing, and yeah. and a big part of you know why we discuss this as a topic to right. talk about tonight was like yeah we just want to let's do it right. It's always going to be a, there's always controversy in well, every election anyway. We don't need more. It's, well, it's <laughs> always going to be um, the the Kennedy thing, right? Like mm -hmm. yes, we know the Kennedy thing was an inside job. We know that, but we don't know well, that. Right. He also stole an election, too. He <laughs> won in Illinois through dead voters and stuff, and that's how he got the well, presidency. who hasn't but won? Fair enough. But this is a much bigger, broader scale well, right. across the country and yeah. stuff on But again, it, so. I think it's going to be a well-known thing that's not actually ever really known. And yeah. that's good, though, because it's a good comment, like, okay, hey. No, I think it will yeah. become known. Because it could go the other way, too. I, right. I, I don't well, I want that. I hope that it goes to the point where they never do that again. Right. I want like we did in Iraq where everybody showed up to vote. They put what? their little finger in the inkwell to show that they had already voted. They have a finger. Yeah. <laughs> and then voted and that was it. What's the name of the president that got, is it three terms? Um, Only president to ever get three? Was that FTR was either three or four. Yeah, because he succeeded. Because you can only get two. And, but two what? plus two years. He succeeded one president, right? And then he had two terms following. No? That's no. not how that went. He was elected in the 30s and then all the way through World War II. And right. was that prior to occasion, the though. amendment or something? What was, yes. There was an amendment for that specific thing? Afterwards, or? because of him. Okay. You know, in that limited it to two terms. Plus the, two years. In hindsight, yes. why the fuck didn't we just say, you know what? This is a really bad year to do an election. Let's just 
give one time this president right. gets a no, fifth year. No way. <laughs> so when well, you say because you can't do that, why? it's just like the COVID rule changes that they did now. It's not an actual law or something. If you wanted to do that, you have the legal means. You have you can change the constitution. You have to get like two thirds of the states on board or three quarters of the states or something. And then you could change the amendment and say that the president could serve five years or something like that. But you can't just like willy nilly be like, Oh, Hey, we're going to do this. We're going to try something different this year. Like, um, mail in ballots. Right, but if, right. you, if you're really trying to get it and say, Hey, we really don't want, um, I lost the word I'm looking for, but cheating fraud, voter fraud, any mm -hmm. kind of ill will, then this is the best thing so that everybody can go in and vote in person. We are not, because you had to have known. I mean, we knew, right. people knew that this mail-in mail voting was going to cause fraud. And right. from the beginning, we knew this. So if we knew yeah. this is common people. Could you imagine the hair on fire people would have been if they would have said, all right, Trump, you get to stick around well, for next oh year? I would have been cool with it. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah. I like a $1.99 gas. Uh -huh. um, that was way better, hey, wasn't it? But, could yeah. you imagine, though, the uproar on that? I my personal feeling is that we need to go through this and all of this bullshit and right. then see what actually happened out yeah, there so right. that we know, because like here in Michigan, yeah. let's get the, the facts, make them facts, not secretary just of state hat wearing. Yeah. Smackdown and rebuted, um, on some of the changes that she unilaterally made on changes, like sending out the absentee ballot request forms and all of that and stuff. Like once it's finally cycled through the court, they're like, no, you can't do that. That's illegal. That's not what the legislature wanted. I think Pennsylvania had some pretty big wins on that too, that we were like, all of these changes that were made arbitrarily due to the pandemic. No, you know, you have a legislature. They're the ones that are in charge of all of this. You as a secretary of state can't just say, oh, hey, because of this, we're going to let Trump stand for an extra year, or, you know, yeah, make yeah. changes, you know, and I, stuff. On I, that. I don't hate the idea, though, Jay. It's you know okay. what I mean? Like, even if it were the other way, even if at right. that point in time there was, uh, say, Obama was still president, I would have been like, listen, man, this is this fucked up and shit. Someone's going to cheat because – if you make it, well, hey, I guess even if you make it so it's uncheatable, people are going to try to cheat it. But if it's cheatable, they're going to try to cheat it. It's been like that for a million, forever. Mm -hmm. uh, did you see, apparently Obama was back at the White House like yesterday or today um, to go ahead with President Biden and talk about Obamacare. But there were <laughs> some videos floating around that like after they had given their remarks, people just swarmed Obama and like wanted to talk to him and like Biden was over in the over corner. The corner but, like, but like when he was nobody talking to him. And stuff. Guy. Poor guy. Nobody likes that guy. <laughs> even if you voted for him, you don't like I him. I think there's a lot of people that like him. No. I seriously <laughs> think even if you voted for him, you still didn't like They him. just don't like the gas prices right now. That's all. That's the only difference. You know what? <laughs> it's like waking really up next to the that not attractive girl um, the next morning or partner or whatever after, you know, all googly eyed at the bar. You looked the night better before. last night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh God, I made a mistake. There's things. <laughs> I hope my bros don't make fun of me about saw this. saw TikTok on that. That was hilarious. How awkward a one night stand is. I've never had one. So I mean, I don't know. They're very awkward. <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't ever want to. Well, okay. I lied. I do a lot. Find myself <laughs> wanting to get in a tussy. But one thing that makes me want to get in a tussy more than anything is freaking crowds that you're forced into and in life there's only a handful of situations that you have to do these things so, uh, one being election year so when you got to get in and vote there's no time that i've ever gone where it's oh, not been yeah. packed 
and I want to punch everybody. Mm, it's so cumbersome. Um, you know, things like going to church sometimes, you know, you have to go, but it's the busy Easter, time. Easter, Christmas. Easter, yeah. Christmases. Oh my gosh, tussies. They just make you want to throw them. <laughs> just, just punch everybody. Concerts. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Lines to ones, the bathroom. Concerts get me sometimes. <laughs> I, I have a good time, but it's a love hate because I just get so fucking mad trying to get parked. Once I'm out of the car, Cool. Once I get back in the car trying to pull out of the venue, I'm back to being pissed again. But, yeah, it's, oh, I don't man. do well in crowds. People that stopped abruptly right in front of you while you're following them. And maybe you're looking over here and you Dude, almost run into them. Speaking of tussies and crowds. <laughs> yeah, the the end of the Wings game ended in a, a little, little bit of a, a tussie. Little group tussie. <laughs> yeah, Did you watch that game? Were you I, watching it? I missed the game. I got back too late and didn't catch it because they were on, in the East coast time zone and, yep. and uh i or the eastern time zone rather um and we were in the air so um i didn't look for it because i was watching a movie i mean it's the wings yeah. and they're not in the playoffs and they're not going well, to the playoffs so yeah you, but i and, well was, our long flight oh. didn't have a tv like yeah. you know our short flight did so we were able to watch some direct tv if we wanted to watch a game that was on the when that was earlier in the day what airline were you on uh we flew united Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't too bad. It was better than Allegiant. At least I well. had Wi-Fi. <laughs> My I was included Wi-Fi and a carry-on, so that wasn't so bad. Oh, but well, getting back, that's nice. getting well, back to the line brawl. Oh, did you? Well, I was just gonna say yeah. the, not to sound like sorry. I'm all this hockey guy, no, but you're good. my. Main reason we watched the game last night and stayed up till whole for the whole thing was that uh, my stepson Dalen uh, is with his dad on spring break, and they went to. Watch the game. So mm-hmm. they watched the Red Wings game last night. So we watched to see if we'd see him on TV. Oh, yeah. They're going to the Pistons tonight. Super cool, man. He, yeah. he loves that stuff. But, oh, yeah. Nice so I said, what a fucking game. It's a damn I'm texting game. him. I'm like, what a f-, – I said freaking right. um, to him. But I'm like, what a freaking awesome game for your first Red Wings – I think it's first NHL game. But yeah. At least Red Wings, I know for sure. First your first experience. Red Wings game to go to yeah. is against Boston, which is my second favorite team. Uh, well, actually, it's my favorite team. Nice original six matchup. Yep. Oh, man. Which team? Boston. The Boston Bruins. Boston. 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 <laughs> so, I, I, and two, I mean, I'm a huge fan of, of that team and the guys on the team. And I'm also a big fan of, uh, you know, the, the, the gains that uh, the Red Wings have made this year. Mm-hmm. And so it's like David and Goliath, right? Uh, Boston's are, what, seat three right now. Uh, the Wings are, whatever. Down the down the way. Yeah, six, the, I think. the wings are mathematically out wow. of playoff contention uh, altogether. There goes my pick. Yeah. yeah, you had a good run there though. But they beat this the third best, arguably the third best team in the league. And they came off from a five game skid that yeah. had more goals than they're in yeah. in five games than you could imagine. But the Tussie man, I mean, five guys, five guys. I don't think anyone jumped out on the ice yeah, and got they, extra out there. Yeah, they halted everybody else. The ref skated his buns off to get up there to cool. You know, you guys aren't coming out here. You know, classic the Boston. Goal, the goalies didn't get in involved, but it was a, a knockdown drag out five on five. And, you know, I don't remember who was um, a, a second man in on one, but at one point one of the Boston players was tied up. So two Red Wings were beating up two on one. Oh yeah. Until, you know, the ref grabbed and even the other I way. Think it was Zadina I mean, actually who Zadina, yeah. Uh, who started it was initially involved with um I can't oh gosh, I'm having a brain fart on on who he was going with. It was on the tip of my tongue. Anyway. Um Clara, and then he got Clara, free. Clara, Clara, Clara. I don't know. 
Yeah, I can't. I, I had it in my mind. I should have wrote it down, but I didn't. But yeah, that was interesting to watch. Um, did you guys hear about Ryan Gesloff announcing his retirement from Anaheim at the end of the season? I did when you sent me the link. Yeah, as you say, I saw something on Facebook about it. I think. Yeah, uh, but I it was I making his rounds on social reach media. Into that obviously, we learned it was like okay, that's all I needed to know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Doug pointed it out to me. Uh, he must have saw something on Instagram while we were in Vegas and told me about it. I think he started an O. He he was drafted in the O four O five draft, so 17, 17 years in the league. Yeah. So um, that will be. Sad to see him go. We're starting to see um, some of these big names when we were graduating oh, yeah. high school that oh, yeah. were getting in now young their guys. careers. Young guys when I mean, Crosby's even getting old. We're getting old. Yeah, and he was in that draft. Uh, Crosby was in that yeah. draft as well. Yeah. Um, and it really puts it in perspective how yeah. how fast the years are going for us. Gosh, it seems like yesterday that I found out um, Abdicator was you know going. Yeah, and you know, and but being played against him and stuff, you know, that's like yeah. at that time one of the closer names to me and my age. Oh, and it's stuff. so cool that you, even if you cross paths yeah. in youth hockey or something, yeah. I was on the ice with him when he was growing up. It's just that nostalgic <laughs> and something cool to to consider and think yeah. about, and, and and nice to root for him. I I liked Abby. I you know still had rooted for his success even when he had that um that stint back with the Griffins for PTO and then being um an alternate in the lineup for the, uh, for the Olympics. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's kind of wild just to see that go. Um, kind of nice to retire at, you know, 35 or 40. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. For with, these guys. With, with yeah. 15 million. Yeah. Oh yeah. Plenty of money in the bank. They're, they're, they're fine. I'm yeah. hoping to retire at 50 and then go work at like home Depot or something. Well, well times. I mean, and I'm sure there's a lot of <laughs> yeah. guys that had that have, you know, in a, many of us sports who's either gotten hurt early yeah. or, uh, just, got caught after a couple years and they spent all their fucking first two years salary already. Oh yeah. You don't get a ton of that with, with hockey players. I, I feel like they, they get better financial advice. Um, and they're also really low man on the total pool as far as uh, compensation for professional athletes. Um, NBA, well, NFL, NBA, yeah. uh, major league baseball are all, all Trump hockey right. they're all so million up. They're, they're making a lot but they're not making nfl money so a football yeah. player that gets four years of college or you know uh the three-year option and then leaves early to declare for the draft he can make enough money to retire at three 30 yeah. would you Easy. say that's more the, the development and the steps that a pro hockey player goes to become pro because like your basketball and your nfl you'll have somebody that's just like a freaking whiz in high school mm -hmm. or college. And then they're just boom, you know, 10, $20 million up there. I think it's, uh, I could be wrong, but you don't seem to see as many of like the prodigies like that in hockey, where somebody's right. like, you know, knows at 12 that, you know, this kid's freaking awesome. Like LeBron James or whatever. And is just, you know, building up for that and stuff, yeah. you know, I don't want to say more humble, but there's more steps that you've taken. So you've kind of gotten used to it and you're kind of building up to it versus yeah. being thrown in and giving, you know, being given I, $10 million that, a year. Yeah. You've I, got that and a lot of, you know, the background there. It's no, no surprise. And those Canadians I want, are frugal. I don't want it to sound racist at all because none of us at the table are, but they, um, a lot of NFL and NBA players, come from very very humble beginnings where they don't have 
yeah, whole lot of money. You know, yeah. mom mom didn't. I mean, this is or just they, what we've or heard. Or they give that back to their area, and they're yeah. like, "Hey, I want to I want to better my community." So yeah, there's a mm-hmm. lot of that, which is awesome. And then if something happens, they get hurt. Bam. Yeah. Well, I didn't put away right. a bunch because I was sharing it with family and friends, which is a great a great thing. Yeah. Um. But they say, yeah, they talk about financial advice. Yeah. I think. You know, I think as to why they don't get paid as much is a. It's not as mainstream. It yeah, doesn't that, bring that's the big thing. Ad right. revenue and stuff. So but, they're not anywhere near what no. NFL but and NBA are. Also, the lifespan is really short in baseball and football. Um, you know, due to injury, and Ma- so these mainly guys football. Need yeah, a little yeah. more. Well, baseball because they're throwing all the time. Their arms right. go, shoulders, elbows. You know, even a yep. lot of those guys aren't super. They can't hit the ball anymore. Can't run that fast, right? So a lot of those guys aren't getting, you know, as many years yeah. in. And so you need more for your time because your time is shorter lived. Mm-hmm. I mean, in hockey's, they say the average is like, what, five to seven years for a hockey player. If you make it to seven, you're considered <laughs> like old. But then I see games like Chara and, um, gosh, what's his name? You were, you're just talking about uh, Getzloff is, yeah, but, is getting up there in age not Char is the oldest player uh, yeah yeah in the but league right like now Gretzky was old as hell you know when he I'm, I'm trying to remember if he was real he wasn't real old but he played was, a long time yeah. uh, Gordy Howe played Gordie professionally Howell. for a real now, long again, time he played with he played pro was, hockey with his kids <laughs> nine years fast. but he, he was still playing prof- at a professional level even when he did time with the Detroit Vipers or, or played with the Vipers he didn't do time. It wasn't a sentence. Um, right, he, right. But he he played with his sons. That's how long his career was. He wasn't the top notch player that he was. And yes, you're right. Back in that time, it was it's a, a definitely a different game. It's yeah. much faster. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so. you, you couldn't take like I I think I told the boys last night. Um, I go, you take Wayne Gretzky in his prime, and you stick him out there with, you know, a couple of his like, boys, and then you stick him out there with. You know, a couple of like Ovechkin, yeah. but Gretzky, and David, Lemieux, and Yager out there, and then you play three on three with. Yeah, who do you think's gonna just yeah. destroy? Right now, let's be honest. It comes down to like who's rough and tough. Yeah, I'm gonna go with you know some of the older boys because that's the way the game was played. But the game is so fast right now; it's evolved. Now again, equipment has a lot to do with that. So you can have a harder shot if you have a graphite stick versus a wooden stick. Oh, yeah. You can be a lot faster if your skates are made out of carbon fiber and not leather that gets broken in and loosey goosey in the in, the, in six months. You know, there's a lot of different things. Your skates are heavier. The pads are heavier. These guys are drinking beers and Coca Colas right. and smoking cigarettes in between periods. You know what I mean? <laughs> yep. So the game is just you know having nowadays, rough nights the night before. These guys are eating real well and they're they're just playing video games. Twelve years old and going to bed. Yeah, yeah. At Twelve years old. They they work out. They play games. They come home and they play video games and they're they're hooked up to ass. Well, I guess that's a sleep machine, but they're hooked up to like, you know, EKG shit, reading their shit. They're on a bicycle with a tube in their mouth and they're figuring out what's, you know I mean? There was none of that back then. Yeah. It was different. The training. So no, I, my son said, do you think Gretzky would dominate? And I, no, it's not. And to me, it's not like basketball where like Jordan would still freaking dominate in today's game in my mind. Right. Like there's not enough technology changes in tennis shoes. Um, and, and I guess Michael Jordan came in when training was still really important and it started to get really big. But even at that, like you put him up against some of the greats today, I still think he's going to dominate. I think it's way different with hockey. Yeah, that's, that's due, due to due to a lot of the technology. That's an, that's an age old old debate, you know. And it, we're just kind of wrapping that little little bit up, you know the. 
the co- collegiate is getting or college is getting better with the you know ma- making sure these players stay longer too mm-hmm. uh so they're getting an education and you know basketball and football was late to to the party i think hockey always had you know a three and out uh, when lebron was drafted he came right out of high school didn't he I hey think. calm down so listeners this is just now. our opinion yeah <laughs> calm down right now don't want to offend anybody Jeez, i hear you yelling at me right now <laughs> speaking of a crowd that could uh offend some people um this has been going on for a while but i recently just saw it at the new jersey games there's a, an entire section of fans that go to the game and they wear referee shirts or jerseys and they root on the oh. officials during a hockey game. Yeah, I saw that video. That's hilarious. <laughs> Fucking hilarious. Yeah. I, just, I just saw it. And I thought, how funny is that? They're like, you got to earn your stripes. And Dude, what a great way have, to go to the game. They and have, have fun. signs and they're they're cheering on the refs when they when they're taking somebody to a penalty box. Dude, that's awesome. Chanting, keep it clean. Keep let's, it let's, clean. Let's do this. <laughs> I know. Wouldn't well, it be fun to get <laughs> a whole group to. together? I would love to. It would make the game so much more fun to not <laughs> well, be so invested. And to be a bit outcome. of a, a spectacle too for um, the crowd that yeah. you've got an entire section of, of zebras you know we call Just referees ge- zebras up there it's, it's so funny um yeah, so that was nice. a little thing i came across and then uh i was when i was in vegas i got a uh um a text message with a video from um our, our buddy eric zane and he his video went uh viral shortly after so um he's the scorekeeper for the grand rapids griffins so he's sitting in between the the penalty boxes um two players were were sitting for two minutes um for getting into something earlier i'm just gonna pull up uh my notes on the player real quick yeah because it's the Um, dallas it's the stars right yeah so it's the texas stars yep texas stars versus grand rapids griffins at the van andel um it was a so, so they're both sitting in the box and there's they start chirping and back and forth like you know i'm gonna kick your ass or whatever they do and zane talks about a lot of the stuff that goes on and he'll take some videos for his show content um that you know patreon subscribers can see so um they had uh patrick curry from grand rapids and jeremy um uh greg Rohn, or, or i'm sorry uh i think it might be gregory um sitting in the box and um the texas player was uh saying something like i'm gonna you know as soon as we get out here i'm gonna kick your ass and then zane starts recording when he when he's like all right don't disappoint me and the penalty box attendant it's counting down and three two four, two one rips the door open and the the dallas um or the Texas Stars player just stick gloves, goes flying. Curry's coming up to him, grabs a hold of him. Let's go! And they just smash back and <laughs> forth. And um, it was a pretty good little tussie. Yeah, it was a good little little go at it. I think the the Texas player um, Gregory had the uh, the the upper hand on that one, and he was super fired up. So they both got kicked out of the game. It appeared to me to be late in the game. So um, five five minutes. Gosh, we should have got a hold of him and, and got his. Uh, his uh point of view yeah i mean we can um we can set it up for next week to yeah, give him yeah, a call like, yeah we give him a call next week i'd like to just well, i want to talk to him about it going story. viral yeah so yeah and let's I've, let's let it let it get another couple million views right and then, and then we'll have him on for it he still needs to have us on his show yeah, um I know. We gotta yeah get there are you ready to wrap or do you want to uh talk about the uh, mike smith assist 
to Connor McDavid. Oh, yeah. yeah that was the one Before last Before we note. talk about that assist, make sure you guys get over to you on your game pro shop, your place for skate detailing, tape, and accessories. Perfect. So um, uh, Edmonton's uh, goaltender jumped on a puck that was creaming towards the goal, uh, but nobody was around him. So he played it off Careening the back. or creaming? Creaning. Okay. Did I say creaming? <laughs> it sounded like oh, it. Creaning. <laughs> creaning. That's what I meant to say if I didn't say it. Uh, anyway, he backhands it up to Connor McDavid, who's blowing the zone. Uh, puck's untouched in between. Connor goes down in, in true Connor fashion. Nobody's catching him. He's flying. Nets it. Game game over. It was OT. So he, Yeah, it was, was kind of funny because ice. right before that um, – San Jose's goalie made the same exact play for a breakout, right? Like, they're yeah. trying to win the game. He sends, because it's four on four, so he sends it up. Um, boom, gone for like a two on two, I think, or something. Yeah, it was mixed coming yep, back. Coming down. Nice shot. And I, it wasn't, a, yeah, I couldn't remember because yeah. I only looked at it once, so but. It comes into a shot and then Connor like turns his back to the play like he's thinking, okay, I might, I might get this chance to break out. And yeah, like you said, he the goalie just fucking one hand smacks it a, to center ice, and Connor's already moving in that direction, just enough behind the defenseman. And again, you ain't yeah, like you said, you yeah. ain't catching him, and and as a goalie, you're probably not stopping him, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> it was I was yeah, it was it was actually it was pretty cool. And he just buried it, so he you know with with a fury coming back and goaltender um, Smith gets out of the net, and he just. Barrel hugs Connor oh, yeah. in celebration. So sweet. Tender cool. Tender nice. got an apple. Um, I think gosh, in the Red Wings game, uh, Tendy had an assist for the last goal. Oh yeah, yeah. I had a little. Uh, he had. I thought at first he was trying to you know shoot for the empty net, but he mm. did. He, he made a breakout pass, and uh, uh, so this was last night as well, and got the assist for nice. The, for, it wasn't the game winner, but it was. Uh, it put him up f- uh, five to three, I think. It's still really cool when that happens. Oh yeah, Tendy w- gets a nice little assist. Way way cooler when it's an OT winner mm-hmm. for for Edmonton, and yeah, in this yeah, case, way cooler. But when remember when we were young watching hockey and goaltender scoring on open nets was yeah, like it was kind of good. I think I remember the when Osgood yeah, did it. You're Vernon, like, and then Osgood, and you know all over all over the the uh, the NHL. Every goalie in history tried to do was that. Trying to do it after that. Yeah, I think Brodeur and. <laughs> Belfour had a couple. Yeah. Pretty exciting. So uh now now goaltenders are, are trying to get on the uh on the assist sheet. Yeah, and they should, man. They should. But. Thanks so much for listening. Uh be sure to check out justchirpin.com if you want to see our ugly mugs. Continue to like, follow, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'll see you at the rink. It's called chirping, yo. And chirping's what we do. And if you play a little bit of hockey, then I'm sure you'll be chirping too. So I started this show with my good friend and my crazy ass cousin. So we get on these mics and we chirp all night. Cause we're chirping to you. So pull up a chair and grab a brew and listen to Chirpin'.